All right, welcome to another edition of the show. Welcome back. It's 2019. I've got a lot of exciting things on the way, including our interview today with musician, entrepreneur, Brian Byrne. And for me to just call him those two things is not even close to enough. The man has done a little bit of absolutely everything. I've always been a fan of him ever since he joined iMother Earth back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I've watched him and talked to him a couple of times during his career as it moved forward and went in so many different directions. Now he's working with uh, with blockchain and digital uh, currencies and now different ways of rewarding through the music industry. And he'll talk about all of that. Um, But it's super interesting to me. What I wanted to talk to him about was this blockchain and digital currency and how that works with the music industry or doesn't work with the music industry. And you'll find out it's been quite the adventure for him. And it's still from what it seems to me, a bit of a wild west as people try to figure out how blockchain can relate to music and how digital currency can work with music and in the world as it is. So it's going to be really interesting to watch over the next couple of years where this type of digital currency goes. Uh, But right now I want you to, if you can stick around and listen to Brian's stories. Uh, He's a, he's a fantastic guy to listen to. He is super energetic, super passionate. And I really love the way that he operates. I love that he picks uh, an avenue to go down based on his own, Uh, interests. And then he throws all of his time, all of his passion into it, gives it the 100% college try, and then, you know, steps away from it if he needs to or continue it if he doesn't. And I think he's got a really good way of doing things. And that's one thing I really dig about Brian. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's talk to Brian Byrne a little bit. I did want to mention we did have some technical audio issues with that. It's part of the problem when you do these interviews at such a great distance. Uh, so every once in a while, you hear a little bit of crackling, a little bit of dropout. And I'm sorry for that. That's not your stereo. That's not your radio. Whatever you're listening to this through, you're not your phone, probably your phone. Um, that's mine. I also want to point out, I hate the sound of my laugh on these things. It's my least favorite part of editing one of these podcasts. And he made me laugh several times. So I'm also sorry for that. Anyway. Like I said before, without further ado, even though that was more ado, um, here's Brian Byrne. He's pretty awesome. Welcome to Wander with Andrew Wilcox. The list is incredible, uh, extensive, and varied of what you do have done and what you are involved in. Uh, musician, artist, uh entrepreneur, father, husband, uh, adventurer, everything else, man. Um, you know, uh, if you can give me a breakdown of your history of how you would relay it to people, what would that be? Uh, boy, well, I, <clears throat> in Newfoundland and, uh, <clears throat> it's funny because I, uh, uh, Newfoundland is one of those places that really, uh, that I don't know if it's because we're, we're isolated and there's a very big sense of community and family. But I think that, you know, being, you know, keeping yourself inspired and keeping busy is key to sort of get through and either stay in there and being productive or getting out and being productive, whatever, you know, sort of suits you. Um, so I, I kind of done a kind of been involved in a lot of stuff. I think the my, my very first sort of real true passion to pursue uh, obviously was was music. I, mm-hmm. I started the playing in bands as about 12 years old and 
uh, did lots of wonderful covers by you know Bon Jovi and Poison and, and Metallica and all kinds of lovely stuff like that. And uh, and then uh, you know moved into you know writing more and then uh, eventually <clears throat> becoming part of a band called I Mother Earth. Um, and then I had a few uh, solo records and uh, I guess from from there. Uh, I, well, it's, it's kind of a strange, I'll try and make it like a sort of, you know, short and sweet, but it's a bit of a story. Um, I had a fan uh, of the band, uh, him and his brother used to come to all the shows. Um, and uh, he was a really good guy. And, um, you know, it's started, you know, kind of met him a few times and just kind of naturally befriended him. We just seemed like a good fit. We were born the, the same day, same month, same year. Um, so, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're into like sort of that, that cosmic stuff, mm -hmm. then there's a reason why we relate it. And, um, we started working on a, a project together, uh, that was actually based on, uh, the MMA, uh, community, uh, a charity project, but, uh, you know, not, not every project goes anywhere, but mm -hmm. you have to approach everything like it might, you know, like, it's like, you know, that's the one thing that I've always done is like, I'll, I'll grab something and I'll go and I'll run as far as I can down the road until it's like, okay, this is not going to happen. And then you know, pivot and, and go somewhere else. And uh, <clears throat> through uh, a bunch of conversation with him, he was uh, getting involved in uh, um, uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency and owned the, the very first uh, Bitcoin ATMs out of Toronto and was forming a company called uh, Decentral. Uh, shortly thereafter, he became the co-founder of uh, Ethereum which of course is the uh, one of the largest cryptocurrencies uh, uh, out there, um, and uh, we started talking about inefficiencies in industry and how blockchain and uh, blockchain specifically would help these inefficiencies. And he really kind of got me going down that rabbit hole. Um, and then uh, uh, because of all that, I started looking around for uh, ways that blockchain might help. The music industry, um, artists specifically, uh, in the beginning, but then that led me into a whole other thing. So, when Anthony uh, uh, got me into Ethereum specifically, I, you know, I, I, I accumulated a lot, a lot. I got into like mining, uh, cryptocurrency, and all this other stuff, um, and it just kind of it kind of took on a life of itself from there. Then, then I would say my focus over the last say. Uh, maybe four or five years has been uh, uh, blockchain and technology um, as it relates to music, primarily in the music industry. And then sort of as I understood a little more, um, I, I, I used that knowledge to help uh, other people uh, see how that, that you know, real world application might help them in their, in their, in their given industry or their business or whatever. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so... This is one thing for me that I feel it's one of those things that I went, okay, now I'm starting to feel left behind. I don't really have a full grasp on blockchain. So for anybody that doesn't, how does that work? Okay. So the, the, the best and easiest way for me to explain it. And I think honestly, like anybody, like, you know, the, the, one of the words blockchain and cryptocurrency is that everybody pretends they're an expert and and everybody talks about it like it's like you know way over your head mm -hmm. right you know they they don't they don't 
they don't try and bring it back to earth and focus on the education side of things and making people feel uh, you know very comfortable with it and, and and understanding it how it actually applies to them and what they're doing because if you can't properly convey that then you'll you'll have no adoption mm-hmm. right then always remain this thing this thing that everybody's scared to talk about and to know about whatever meanwhile it actually is incredibly beneficial. So I, I always, the one thing I bring it right back to, if you peel away everything and say, okay, what, what is blockchain and, and, and what does it do? It's, it's transparent, it's global, it's borderless, and it's secure. So <clears throat> those, those, those things that sort of are blockchain and why blockchain is good, if you, if you look at those, those points, those are things that can help just about anything. Now, there also there have been some you know crazy ideas that people say, well, why would you need it on blockchain? Can it be off chain? And this is like, you know, this is where we get into that that sort of debate. Because as much as I am a huge believer in blockchain and and its benefits, we we know that the, like I said, blockchain those with those with those things being sort of the core of blockchain, mm-hmm. what it does, you know, it's uh, you know. Uh, it can it can pretty much help anybody or, or anything. Again, there are some industries or there's some there are some people, some businesses that will never uh, maybe never never benefit from it because they're looking at it the wrong way, or perhaps they just don't need a blockchain solution. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but but certainly, uh, you know, for uh, 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 you know uh, supply chain. Um, you know, like for food, uh, for uh, for a lot of banks, any bank actually. Um, these these are the things where you know blockchain is a is a solid idea. You know, if if you can if you can look at it again, it's a it's a it's you know transparent, border uh, borderless, global, and secure. So those things, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody, you know, very very simply put, if you said to somebody, "Hey, man, I'm going to send you that e-transfer," right? Yeah, and you are waiting for the C transfer to hit your account, and you're like, "Man, that guy told me he was going to send it." <laughs> and you know, the, and 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 we think we think that, hey, you know, uh, you know, I haven't sent it yet, but I'm going to. I have the best of intentions, right? Mm-hmm. This is and this is a very basic idea, but if you did that on blockchain, like if you did it with you know Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, you can see that TX. You know that that transaction has happened. Now, listen, it might not hit your 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 wallet immediately maybe it takes a a day maybe it takes a week depending on how jammed up the chain gets however once you see that that transaction has been made you know it's hitting your wallet so there's no questioning right um so those things those things certainly help and again if you're traveling and you go from you know you're 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 from canada or you're from the states and you go to india you go to you're in nepal or whatever if you have the ability to uh, to to use uh, cryptocurrency and you know uh, uh, change it. That there is no uh, there's no worry that you have to like you know take your money and, and you know change it into uh, you know krona for, yeah. for Sweden or or whatever rubles. You know what I mean? There's none of that nonsense. So these are again this these are really basic ideas where they can they, they can really help. Um, and then you get into, uh, you know, uh, you know, incredibly layered stuff like even like you know he- health healthcare things on on blockchain, 
um, information, uh, you know, for uh, like identity theft protection, like a so yeah, so sorry. I, I, like again, uh, Andrew, you have to forgive me because like I I talk about this a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so if there's anything anything that you you know that that's uh, that is still not clear, or or if it seems like I'm avoiding or or being evasive or anything, please, I'm, I'm happy to talk about anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to get an understanding of of blockchain, and then I want to know how it relates to musicians and getting more uh, money directly to musicians. I think I think is kind of always the goal is that. Uh, you know, uh, right now with the music industry, that the way that it is, uh, mm -hmm. monetization and, and making a living in the music industry. And you, I think you're a great person to talk to about this because you've uh, been a part of every aspect of the music industry in way, some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm interested to how we can use things like blockchain and uh, Bitcoin type ideas to help musicians. So that's really my question, and the, the big question in the end. Okay, okay. So I, I guess. You know, the one of the one of the things like the the neat thing about uh, uh, you know uh, the internet, like the 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 version that we know now before blockchain. Blockchain is basically just the new version of internet in in, in, in a sense. And you know, so the internet was the the age of uh, um, you know uh, uh, creating value, and and the blockchain era is the 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 era of being able to move that value around seamlessly and, and, and very efficiently. Um, so one of the things that I will be, you know, completely honest and transparent about mm. is that when I started the very first, uh, uh, blockchain project, so I was a, I was a, a, a part of a, a blockchain project called MusicCoin mm -hmm. and MusicCoin was the very first, uh, streaming platform music streaming platform on blockchain very first like live working one there were other ones yeah. that were in development uh image uh, uh, image and heap or emotion heap or whatever you want to you know however you like to pronounce mm -hmm. it um she has like she's been such a a wonderful ambassador of of blockchain and and in all its uh, in all its glory and and how she creates music um so i won't say that we were first to the game but we were first to get a, a fully operating functioning platform up um and so <clears throat> it the idea was we were going to base it on a on a uh on a fixed uh price so uh one play would equal uh, one music coin, mm -hmm. okay, which would be the the goal was to have one music coin equal to one cent USD. One cent. Yeah. So people didn't, you know, people were like, oh, one cent. Well, why would we ever buy this? Because the price is never going to go up. Blah blah blah. And you're like, well, because we wanted a stable coin that would be reflective of playing one song. Like yeah. it would never, you know, if that if that one music coin went from, you know, one cent to twenty thousand dollars, then the you know. The, the, the fractional bits that you would have to pay to listen would just be ridiculous, right? So yeah. the idea was it would be fixed to one play. Now, there are a lot of people that didn't understand that, and they bought, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of music coin. And we were very trying to like, look, you're buying on speculation. You don't care. All you want is to go 100,000, you know, 10,000 times what you bought it for, mm -hmm. which is fine, and I get it. But that's not the, that's not the point of this project. Yeah. The point of the project was fix it to that, and so every time you get played, like every time you click that play button on whatever else it is, that would be automatically divisible 
into whoever was named in that smart contract. So if it was just you, 100% would go to you. If it was you and a couple people that you wrote with, or you and your bandmates, or you and your agent, or you and your manager, whatever that breakdown is in mm -hmm. that smart contract, that's where that payment would go. T to me, it was a really cool idea, and it was a really cool start, and, and they're still doing their thing. Oh, I lost. Um, yeah. No, nope, you're still there. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so one of the problems with that is that it was very much like rah 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 the artist. And it, bear with me for one second. Mm. I, I'm that guy as well. I'm like 100% for the artist. We need to, you know, like we need to make more money and blah blah blah. And, you know, and I still, I still believe that many artists are, you know, treated pretty poorly and they're, you know, they're they're undervalued. And and I'll I'll never say any different. On the other side of that, there are a lot of artists that internally have a lot of help. There are managers, there are agents, there are labels, whether mm -hmm. they're major label or indie label, there are promoters, there are radio cats. There are a lot of people around, right, that actually assist in the development and ultimately the success of that artist. A lot of artists like to think they do it all on their own, yeah. but it's just not true, right? Yeah. So my, my problem with that was then there's some scalability issues because we're really not we're really not uh, giving any sort of uh, tip of the hat or any acknowledgement to the rest of the people in the industry that, that make that successful. Right. Yeah. So then let's you know, so we, you know, we had a, a, a one of the guys who was one. Must be that fixed price. We, you know, we're going to get more into grants and, and uh, universal basic income and, and these things uh, really cool. I just knew that it wasn't for me. I wanted to move away from that. I wanted to get into other things where we could, you know, ha have labels involved, good labels, so we could have promoters involved, just a little more robust, um, mm -hmm. and maybe, uh, you know, kind of help and celebrate the other the other people who are talented and work hard who might be underpaid or are not getting, you know, what they should. So, Musicoin um, went on with Isaac. Um, and myself and Dan and uh, Elio and a few other people, we left that project and we started Musiconomy. Mm -hmm. um, Musiconomy was a, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we did the, the, the raise uh, as a, an ICO. And if, for anybody who doesn't know what that means, an initial coin offering. Mm -hmm. So you say you want to, you, you put up your white paper, what the whole idea is about, what you're going to do with the money, who's involved. Uh, your strategic partners, all that stuff, just like a like a business proposal um, that you would pitch to an investor with, you know, uh, like be it a you know an angel investor, or private equity, or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and you put that out, and then you block off your days, and you say, okay, on this date it starts, and it'll finish on this date, and we want to raise this much. And so we we completed our ICO uh, the last weekend of August. We did it over. Uh, it was three days, but it was about three hours a day. So I about in nine hours we had raised uh, uh, ten million uh, U.S. for Musiconomy, which is pretty pretty thrilling. Mm -hmm. um, wow, it's quite amazing. Yeah, um, but it was also we were kind of at the at the 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 tail end of the Wild West stuff, mm -hmm. you know, um, where you know. SEC and OSC and all these people, you know, the regulatory stuff was coming into play, which is a really good thing. And I'll never say any different because we start to see, 
you know, a lot of frauds being, uh, you know, you know, being brought to light, um, you know, p people being more wary and saying, like, don't, you know, the, these guys on this project, are, you know, don't trust them or, you know, and there, there were other things, there were things that back these things up so that it wasn't just, hey, these guys want to raise $100 million. Well, it's blockchain. We better throw money at it. You know what I mean? Um, because it's just not the case. You know, we uh, we had a, uh, a really good team. I think we had a, a, a good a good vision and a good roadmap. So I was happy that we were able to complete it. Um, and then uh, we were, Music Economy was involved in uh, the uh, the big parody wallet uh, hack. I don't know if you guys mm. if you heard, heard about that. A little bit, yeah. So there was about, uh, I mean, I, I keep hearing different numbers, but I mean, I think the last one that I heard was most accurate was probably 360 million um, uh, in uh, in ether that was locked uh -huh. up, yeah. and, and we were affected by that. Uh, luckily, you know, we we had some really good support. You know, some of the one of our investors is like, you know one of the, the biggest guys in space, um, so we were able to, uh, to 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 keep going, and uh, you know uh, further develop um, uh, the music economy platform. At that time, you know, when we were, you know, like say I, maybe like last February, February of uh, 2018, uh, met a guy uh, named Jerry Dyfer, uh, and he was kind of helping us out with a few things at uh, Muse Economy, but he had this idea for a uh, fan loyalty rewards app mm -hmm. and that had nothing to do with blockchain, absolutely nothing completely separate from blockchain, just a rewards, you know, uh, uh, fan, fan based reward system. Um, and he had worked uh, extensively in, in the music industry. He's from America. Um, so he worked for Def Jam. Um, he worked for global citizen. Um, he, he's done a lot. He's been yeah. around and, and, and he thought it was a great idea. So he thought, you know what, we really should run down this road because, while we develop all the blockchain stuff, there's still this massive gap between, again, that whole speculative nature and people just buying different cryptos because they think they're going to ri get rich and, and, and the education part of it, you know, where people actually know what it is. They know what the value is. They understand what the, the roadmap is either for a, a blockchain or, or, the, or the, 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 the currency that, that runs the blockchain or whatever it is. Um, so we decided what we would do is uh, develop, um, it, you know, uh, this this app. I mean, it was, a, it was a, you know a different different company. That's a different thing. Uh, but there were a couple of people from Music Economy Project that were sort of working on on fix as well. Um, and uh, then yeah, I mean, uh, I, so I can get lost in this. It's a bit tangential, isn't no, it? No, keep going. I love it. I love it. I'm loving it and learning about it. It's good. Uh, I I checked out the the fix the fix app as well, and oh, cool. I, I dig it. Yeah, I downloaded it and checked it out, and uh, I uh, yeah, it it integrates right with Spotify, and then shows me artists I dig and stuff that I could get. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 one in particular, that's I mean, that's kind of like that's really blown up right now. To be honest, mm -hmm. um, we. We launched about eight weeks ago, 
And I had a lot of faith in the app. Like you said, I mean, it's, you know, you, you, you know, it's a free app. You download it. It integrates with, with Spotify, Deezer, Last.fm, uh, Tidal. So pretty much any music platform, open API. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, open the, the doors and it'll be okay. But for right now, uh, it integrates with those. So no matter what you're doing, you could be, you know, driving in your car and you listen to Spotify or Deezer or Laptop, whatever, any one of those, and you're collecting points. Also, mm-hmm. in the news feed, your socials are connected. So Facebook and Twitter, if you share any articles from Rolling Stone or Steam or anything like that, you get points. So there's like a, you know, 10 questions in, in music trivia, just like listen to like, name that song. So you hear a little mm-hmm. clip, you click on it and you get points for that. So the idea is just to engage real, true fans of music. And then those points accumulated, of course, they can redeem for rewards like merchandise, tickets, VIP packages, um, uh, lift rides. Uh, uh, so, oh, like, really? you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, say, you, you know, you're all... Uh, at somebody's house and you're having a few uh, pre-concert drinks, you're like, how are we getting there? No problem. I got the points. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get a lift ride and the, they'll take my points and, and off we go. So the roadmap is pretty sprawling and uh, pretty intense, like over the next uh, year or so. And it's, uh, you know, honestly, it's, it's really, truly the most exciting uh project I've, I've ever been involved in and I, I really I mean that like it's just, it, like every day is just something really yeah. neat and we went from you know there was like 20 downloads 30 downloads that was like 50 and it was 80 a day and last week we we're up around like 250 300 a day and we we're like wow this is really cool. great let's keep pushing let's keep going and then all of a sudden we had a like a live picture of our active users in North America and it was lit up everywhere, like all down through the states, all across Canada. I completely floored. And literally, after that day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week went 1,000, wow. 2,000, 3,000, 3,000 plus a day. So it just kept going up and up and up. So, I mean, we're really, uh, we're really, really hopeful. We've got a really good team and, you know, we're working on some really neat things and, just gonna keep pushing along, man. Oh, that's cool. Where do you think um, blockchain and these types of bitcoins are gonna fit into the into the music industry in the future? Well, for distribution and transparency, mm-hmm. it's like uh, that's all I can say. I, I think that it has a very good, solid fit and a great argument for using that. It's like all of your, you know, all of your back end. If you want to, like. You know, like say like royalties for songs, like with SoCan and ASCAP and all those people, if they're on blockchain, at least you'd be able to know, okay, well, this is what's going on. Not calling somebody going, oh, well, no, we're not sure. I think we just that type of antiquated, you know, nonsense that that, mm-hmm. we, that we to sort of, you know, um, you know, muddle through and we accept it because that has been exactly how things are done, right? But I think that, you know, in the future, uh, in the near future, uh, it has a great place in music for artists knowing what they're being paid, when they're being paid, when that transaction happened, um, how they're, uh, you know, where their song writing, uh, uh, like the breakdown, seeing it proper on an, on, a, on an actual transparent 
you know, ledger. This yeah. is how it's all broken down. This is how it's all happening. Wow. And I mean, you know, we, you know, we, we've talked about the, you know, having like a, you know, a token music economy's idea was having a token that basically was for the entire music industry. So you, yeah. you could have, you know, uh, transportation, like, you know, tour buses that were accepting music coin. You could have, uh, you know, studios. And we actually did a record uh, with a studio um, that uh, that did that, that accepted Ether and uh, uh, music economy tokens. Um, so the idea is there. But again, the education really, really, really needs to ramp up and get everybody caught up so nobody feels... Uh, like they're being lied to or they're being cheated against, especially with artists, man, because, uh, you know, without sound like the, you know, the, the poor little complaining artist, because mm -hmm. I, I've been very fortunate and I, and I have no regrets about my career or, or any of the projects. And, and, and I'm very happy. Um, but there, there are a lot of people that have really been, um, hard done by in the industry mm -hmm. and you hear it all the time and been taken advantage of. And because I think that essentially when you're at the prime, of your life to be signed to a label, you don't really care how it happens. Yeah. You just want it to happen so you can get on a bus and wear nice clothes and go to work, and and hopefully you know make a pile of money and and live happily ever after. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, time and time again, it's really not the case. Um, and so again, that transparency where it's a trustless system, you don't need to like trust somebody's word. You can see it. You know what's happening. You know mm -hmm. what the value is. You know what you're getting. You know what it's coming. And again, maybe it doesn't land on your wallet like on you know this particular day, but you can see it in queue. You know what's happening. So I think you know I think that it has a place and has a very important place in the music industry. I think that education is the biggest, the, absolutely the biggest thing right now, and it's what we need to focus on to get people uh, get their heads around it, understand what it is, even at a very basic level, so that it can be a trustless system. Um, and not, you know, not, you know, take somebody's word for it. And, um, and I think that, uh, the more, uh, the more we move into a situation where, you know, we don't even know it's on blockchain, that's mm -hmm. good too. You know? Yeah. You know, like people always talk about blockchain and cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin and ether. And, you know, I, I bought this token You know, people did it. They don't. They don't necessarily want to know that. They want to know how it helps them, when it helps yeah. them, what yeah. the bottom line is. And if there's a little tiny thing down at the bottom that says like power by, you know, XYZ blockchain or power by, you know, Ethereum or power, whatever that is, however that comes about, mm -hmm. it'll be, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, there'll be a lot of people sitting around and going, ah, you know, I heard about that blockchain stuff back in, you know, mm -hmm. 2000, whenever, and I should have bought some whatever, but yeah. I didn't. You know, yeah. like Google or Facebook or whatever. It's the same thing. And, and, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't think that every, uh, cryptocurrency has a place, nor do I think that everyone's going to be valuable. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that blockchain as a technology is, is incredibly is valuable and people like HSBC and IBM and Walmart, even though they're massive, massive corporations that, you know, some of us trust or some of us don't trust. Yeah. 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 The, the, fact that they're on board and they've developed many things uh you know you know i think that they're i think they're being really smart about it you know like it's, it's really hard for massive companies to to pivot that quickly so you mm -hmm. think about that in the background for years now they've been going hmm this is coming and this is going to be a yeah. thing so 
for years they've been developing that. They're being really quiet about it. They're not pushing anything out, you know, and then just all of a sudden you find out, yeah, they're doing this stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the big deal. I mean, the, you know, the other, the other part of it is that, you know, it, it, the, the, the ethos of blockchain was, to, you know, for to, everything to be decentralized, right? Mm-hmm. To take the power away from big banks, to take the power away from, you know, all these large corporations and, and whatever. And while I think that, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a nice idea, you know, that, that sort of that utopia that, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're all going to live like that. It, it's, it's just not realistic in the world that we live in that's so connected, yeah. so connected by so many things now. It's, it's really almost impossible. But, but, but that doesn't mean that we can't still develop really, really great, wonderful things that are sort of like fringe or niche on blockchain that are completely decentralized because yeah. they exist and they will continue to exist for the people that love the ethos and philosophy of, you know, being outside of the, the, the regular sort of world. So <clears throat> if you look at it like that, if you break it down into you know, two completely different uh, compartments, the, you know, the, the sort of the anarchist, uh, decentralized, you know, fuck the government, that idea, though, that's still going on. And mm-hmm. those things are still being developed. And some of those things are being shut down as we speak. But that's the way it goes. Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got all this, you know, all these massive corporations that maybe, you know, some of us trust and some of us don't trust, but they are using blockchain. So it shows that there is like a, a real true world adoption on an enterprise level and a very sort of basic, you know, niche fringe level and then almost everything in between. So I, I, I do believe that it's, it's here to stay. And, and I mean, you know, people can, people can tell me I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly no expert. I hate to say that, you know, I get invited mm-hmm. to speak at things. I'm like, I oh, but I don't know anything. Like, I don't know what to, you know, like I, I'm just going through this like everybody else. The one thing that I've never done is just pretend that I know everything about uh, the currencies and how much they're going to be worth and speculate yeah. and all that kind of bullshit. Because quite honestly, that, that that's like, uh, you know, you listen to some of these cats talk about cryptocurrency and, you know, you know, in Lambo this and Lambo that it's 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 priceless because you know they uh they'd have a better uh, time if they went to school and became an investment banker and they learned all of the stuff that goes along yeah. with it and then start playing around with like traditional uh, you know stocks and, and and day trading stuff as well as cryptocurrency you know what i mean yeah having a having a diverse par- portfolio you know yeah and, and having a diverse knowledge base mm-hmm. you know what i mean like no what you're talking about like if i don't know what i'm talking about i say i have no idea what i'm talking talking about about. yeah or or can you please tell me because i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) well yeah absolutely i know what you mean because that's the point to me of this podcast is for me i like to talk about these types of things and i like to ask the questions more than i give in the answers Mm-hmm. Because I hope it makes me smarter, and I hope it makes the listener smarter as well, or you know, uh, diversifies their education and any type of idea, so that they have, you know, it's just increasing knowledge, right? And sharing, sharing knowledge and sharing experience. So, absolutely, I agree with that, and and I think that's what we all need to do uh, a little bit more. Sometimes I think a lot of us like, you know, we all know those guys that are people that like to, you know, 
act like they know everything, but none of us do, right? Yeah. You know, like we're all just here trying to figure it out. And the best way to do is explore all aspects of something. And I think that that's what I find interesting about blockchain is it's, it's, I mean, we're a certain distance into it now that it, there's a, a fairly good public knowledge of the word, but there's not a lot of public knowledge of what it means. Uh, yeah. As I said, I, I don't have a great understanding yet. I have a better understanding now than having talked to you. I agree with the pillars that you speak of that, I mean, those completely make sense of things that we want in any type of transaction and use of the internet. I think that um, as music is, as we talk about, music is a universal language. It's a, also a global language. So it needs to have a, a, a sort of global way of connecting everything to it and, and watching the path, the path in which it moves. So blockchain to me makes sense to be connected to the music and the music industry in that sense. Does that... Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, especially, you know, again, like for, for, for distribution, you know, like we had, I remember one of the first bands that we had on uh, Musicoin, they were from uh, Israel and they were like this kind of like, um, uh, not quite metal, but more like, a, you know, active rock, you yeah. know, like a, in, in America, what we consider active rock. So it's, you know, kind of heavy, like Slipknot-ish, you know, yeah. that kind of, you know, that like kind of vibe. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, although I would say Slipknot is actually on the heavier side of that. So bad example, and I love Slipknot. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it was just interesting because I uh, I would never have heard of them. They just knew about blockchain. We were doing a thing. They uploaded music, and then all of a sudden they have they're being listened to, um, you know, all over the world and being paid immediately for being listened to all over the world. So it, it, again, the very very basic idea. You know, is is that and it, and blockchain is, you know, sort of go back further is a ledger. You know, it's a it's a it's a transparent ledger of checks and balances. It basically, you, you know, there's the, you not you can't hide anything, right? Um, in, in that in that mm -hmm. you know traditional way. So I just wanted to you know bring that back into that that it is a, a you know a ledger, right? Um, but yeah, man, it's a, it's been a, it's been an interesting. Um, a few years that's for for sure four or five years it's, you know i if somebody ever said to me that you know in 2019 you'll you'll be the owner of this you know tech company and yeah. you'll be trying to find solutions for musicians i'm like i mean it doesn't i guess it doesn't sound outside of the realm of something that i might want to do but certainly i never thought it would be here <laughs> But you've, but like looking back at your history, man, you've, you trial, you, you give anything a good shot. That's the way I'd look at it. You know, you don't sort of just dabble in it. You give it a good shot. You give it the full nine. Oh, I've lost you again. So are you there? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I think it's important. Like my, you know, my, uh, my, my dad was like that. Like he, if he was going to do something, he was going to go for it. It doesn't mean, and I don't mean like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. Because I've done mm -hmm. tons of shit wrong. <laughs> like, you know, like tons. And my wife will tell you that I do tons of stuff wrong. But the, I think the the difference is, like you said, giving it, giving it your all. And then when you really know that that's it, like there's, you can't go any further, then accepting that and, and pivoting and moving on. And maybe, the, you know, maybe from that, it, it opens the next door, which opens the next door, which opens the next door. And I really do feel, you know, not to get into to, to the cosmic hippy-dippy side of mm. things again, but I certainly feel that that connectivity 
it, it's not, uh, it, it, it's, it's for a reason. Yeah. And, 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 and you either recognize the opportunity or you, you, you recognize it as just some kind of like trouble in your life that you're just, you, you can't, you can't do, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And I, and I just, I've, I've never been able to live like that because I'm so anxious all the time that if I didn't take the opportunity or the chance on something, I would forever torture myself that I didn't regret take it. The chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think you've done it right. I think the way that you explain it is perfect. You know, put everything into it so that when you when you walk away from something, if you have to walk away from something, you can walk away from it saying, I did everything I could for that. It didn't work. Time for a change. Uh, keep yeah. going forward. And you're right in that uh, each one of the things that you've done has sort of moved its way on to the next thing. Like it, yeah, it seems to yeah. me like a natural progression for you, uh, even though some of them may be so far different music to MMA to blockchain to all of that. When you say it that way, it seems insane. But when you actually tell the story and connect it all, it, it's all connected. It's all, it's all there. Yeah. Like I, I feel like anything, anything in the world that, you know, inspires me or, or I get passionate about, I want to, I want to get going with, like I, you know, there was a, I was a, a consulting with a company I'm consulting with a company and uh, they initially, they're, they're uh, an adult uh, company, uh, a porn company. And they want to do a, uh, an ICO, like a crypto mm-hmm. like a, a, you know, uh, thing. And they were looking for advisors and I threw my hat in the ring through a, you know, a, a series of conversations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all the people around me are like, well, what are you doing? Why would you do this? You just want to do it because it's porn, blah, 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 and ha, 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 and you're a dirty Canadian yeah. or whatever. And I heard all of it. And I said, no, no, you don't understand. These guys are a tech company that have been together, almost the exact same team, like the core team, for 18 years. Wow. They were, they were streaming video before anybody, you know, like before YouTube, any of that. They, they you know, the payment gateway uh, uh, solutions they they have a token that they're using for you know their websites so they had kind of to me they had reversed reverse engineered the whole idea of of crypto blockchain and and its speculation and the currency and all that stuff they did it the way it should be done where it says here's a business it's Mm -hmm. a really good business it does well and now we're going to port it over to blockchain because it's going to make it way better for our customers, our loyal customers. Instead of, I've got an idea, I'm gonna write a white paper, I live in my mom's basement, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm gonna do, I just raised $50 million and we're gonna tank because we have no infrastructure, yeah. right? And, and so, so to me, those guys were like the standout of like, you know, if they can, you know, kind of keep pushing and find solutions in blockchain, they're, they'd be a great example of, you know, a successful company in technology that recognizes importance and can, uh, you know, uh, help iron out the inefficiencies and even the, you know, uh, you know, anonymity side of things where, you know, say if you're, you're, you're a dude and you're, you're watching porn, but your wife doesn't like that you watch porn and you're putting on your credit card. She's going, what's this after dark, you know, video chart, (laughs) whatever it is. If you had your, 
uh, your tokens or your, you know, your, your currency for the, the porn that you accumulated, then you just use that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not here to promote, uh, you know, uh, cats, you know, uh, wagging porn, not telling their wives about the charges on their credit card. I, I'm just saying that there's obviously, there are many, uh, you know, everyday uh, uses for uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. you know, be it payment gateways, and, you know, just the, the anonymity for, um, you know, stuff that maybe you don't want to share with everybody. Uh, th- th- those things. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Well, we're getting kind of near the end of our uh, of our time together here. I did want to mention one project I just wanted to say to you I thought was really great was Arizona. I thought that oh, was yeah. a beautiful song. I thought that was a beautiful video. Uh, I really loved that. Uh, so I wanted to Thank tell you, you that. So uh, for anybody listening who hasn't listened to the song Arizona and, and looked at the video, I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, I thought that was incredibly, incredibly powerful what you did with that song. Um, and uh, one thing I always do at the end of an interview when I'm uh, talking with somebody is I ask them, uh, read, uh, read, watch, and listen. Uh, just give me a recommendation on something people should read, something they should watch, and something they should listen to. So what would you recommend for a read? Oh, man. Oh, sh- what? give me one second. Okay. I'll tell you. The Daily Stoic. The Daily Stoic. Yes, and it's 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 all it is is it's a book. It's um uh, one basically it's one page per each day, and you start wherever you, whenever you buy it, yeah. whatever day you're on in the year, like you know February twenty first or March sixth or whatever, you start there and you read it for one year, and it's generally like a a little a little quote or or amusing from a, a philosopher, and then sort of how it applies to maybe your you know your 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 daily whatever, and it's pretty incredible how it lines up like. I mean, I know you can read something and take anything away from it, but that one in particular is like every day you feel like it's really speaking hmm. to you. Neat. How's it going? I'll check it out. Are we talking movie or series? Anything. Anything. Anything? I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm bad at this It part. could be training videos. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, we're pretty uh, we're pretty into Shameless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a funny I, show. I know lots of people, like, you know, they... they uh, they talk about they love that, but I, I can't I can't get enough of Frank's character. He's just yeah. unbelievable. He's so amazing. William uh, Macy is just a, a genius yeah. actor. Absolutely. Um, and listen, I I recently got into um, back in September when uh, my wife and I moved to our new place. We were one night unpacking stuff. We didn't have the kids, and and we uh, we had Spotify on. And because we were listening to something, of course, there was no suggestion made. It was a guy named Noah Gunderson. He's so, so, so good. He's got uh, uh, a few songs that were on uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I never heard of him. Noah Gunderson, for me, is like my pick right now. I can, I can barely, uh, I, 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 can't, I can't stop listening to him. Well, thank you, Brian, very much for your time. Uh, thanks for having a conversation with me. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, I'll, I just want to let you know, just whoever's listening, I actually have a new music project coming out, and uh, I'm going to Vancouver to record first week of March. Uh, it's a band is called Bonds of Mara, and uh, it's with uh, Sal Costa from My Darkest Days, and Dave Benedict from Default, and Rich Badeau from Finger Eleven. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's a kind of a, a neat lineup, and we're pretty excited about it. Cool. So when we when do we expect to hear some music? I, I I'm not entirely sure. I, I we're gonna go uh, record uh, at first week of March, and 
we'd like to you know get something out as soon as possible but we're also we want to take our time with it feels good and feels right so you know hopefully soon but who knows <laughs> well it's exciting that's something to look forward to for sure all right brother cool well thank you very right. much for your time man we'll talk yeah, to you again soon easy,